to Rabbit Hole Happy Hour. <laughs> I'm Mallory. <laughs> I'm Ashley. <laughs> and bringing you the news today is Ashley. Yes. We're actually recording on a Monday. Yeah, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go into that. <laughs> it doesn't make me look so bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I fucked up and we're we're recording on Monday. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, not a whole lot new over here. So, what about you? Um, <laughs> um Yeah, no. Has it really been 2 weeks since it we recorded? Feel like it has. It feels like it's been one. I don't know why though. I don't know. But it hasn't because no, I saw you last weekend and we oh, went yeah. out with Abby. My sister. Anyway. Yeah, no, just Abby came into town for a little bit, and um, a pet sat for like four or so days right before that. Nothing exciting has happened at all. That's good. It's good. <laughs> so. I got an ad on YouTube for something <laughs> called Pure Flix, oh which I never knew existed, but apparently has existed for a while. Oh, my God. Did you look up, like, I... I details about it? I searched it on YouTube, and I started to watch, like, a little mini Vice segment on it, but I didn't finish it. I need to really look into it more, but apparently, Pure Flix is, like, the Netflix for Christianity. Oh, my God. And I kind of want to subscribe. Maybe I'll do, like, a free trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I just want to see, like... Can you what imagine like? what, like kind of movies they have on there yeah sometimes i get these tiktoks where it's like a scene from this like religious movie where this guy is like really weird and cringy and i think i've seen one yeah i think it must be from there oh my god but anyway it's intriguing to me yeah because they don't really i mean i don't have cable but there's not really like i mean i guess there's christian tv channels right but they're not i don't know is I always there? associated it with like just Hallmark? playing sermons all the time and like oh yeah yeah I don't think Hallmark is, Hallmark is like family friendly but they're mm-hmm. not Christian I don't think but I don't know yeah maybe they are I mean I just don't know it yeah I want to look into that a little bit more I'm really curious <laughs> <laughs> Pure Flix oh my god uh, if Netflix or like this kind of stuff was around when I was a kid we would have had that oh yeah for sure we would have had it. If anyone here knows anything about Pure Flix or has a subscription, let us know what yeah. it's like and your experience. <laughs> I remember we went to, for a little while, when we lived in this town, it's in, well, never mind, I won't say. I think I was like 14 or so, and we went to this huge church, huge, and it was a Baptist church, and they sold these things. I don't remember what they were called, but it's basically a thing you can like hook up to your TV and in, like, bad scenes or, like, naughty scenes or whatever, it'll just put a black bar across yes. the I screen. I think you talked about this when, we, when I talked oh, about I Josh Duggar. Oh, I think I did. Duggar. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And I, like, was so shocked that that exists. <laughs> like, what? I know. I remember them marketing that, like, I remember it was, like, a little booth in, in the church. That's and they crazy. would just, like, sell them. Yeah, it was really weird. Very interesting. Since we're on the topic of polling the audience, I'd also like to know what you guys keep your thermostat at in the summer. Because <laughs> yeah. I've been having a relationship-long feud with my husband about this. He gets cold very easily, and he keeps it at 73 degrees Fahrenheit 
like day mm-hmm. and night. And to some people that might seem like a comfortable temperature. Okay, maybe yes if you're like at work or something like that or in an office. You're which, just sitting still all day. Yeah. But like in your home when you're sleeping or doing housework or, or doing like anything like if I get hot while doing any sort of activity, I immediately will get infuriated. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he still doesn't learn. Like, it's best to just, like, let me be a little cool. Yeah. I don't know. We keep it at 68. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It feels great in here. I love it. So, I'd like to know what everyone keeps their thermostat at so I can share those results with my husband and make him feel <laughs> like maybe he can chill for a second like let me have my cool house when we put out this episode you should make a poll on facebook yes and on the spotify yeah yeah oh yeah i keep forgetting about that yeah oh my god well cool i think last episode i was talking briefly about that man who went missing in chicago Mm -hmm. noah enos and they had found a body the morning of the day we recorded the episode turns out it was him unfortunately no cause of death has been determined yet or released, but the family and friends of Noah are really pushing this whole, like, there might be something going on. It seemed a little sketchy. There needs to be more, I don't know. Yeah. People need to be looking into it a little bit more. So I've been kind of, like, looking at that stuff kind of, like, casually just trying to figure out or just trying to keep track of all of this that's going on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really, you know, come to any sort of conclusion, but there's, there's people on TikTok that all of their content is specifically geared about this. Wow. And they have like maps made where all the people were found or where there was attempted pickups of oh, people man. and like they have like a full map and where they relate to where they have police cameras and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just pretty interesting. Oh my God. But, it's so scary. Oh, my God. If I was in that demographic, I would be terrified. Yes. Me too. Ugh. Oh, it's horrible. Well, if we don't have anything else to talk about, I can just hop <laughs> right into Nothing the story. Good. This is a daytime episode. Mallory was like, what do you have? I didn't think you'd want to drink since we're doing this in the day. And I was just I like, know. who do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm all for it because I just, I had to work today. It's July 3rd and while the rest of the world, well, I don't know. I think a lot of people do have to work today, Mm but I'll also be working on the 4th. So I don't get a day off like everybody else, but I do get holiday pay. So that's nice. I didn't have the day off, but I took the day off. So, so the drink of the episode today doesn't have a name because I made it up. It is a probiotic drink called tapache it's the mango chili flavor so this is it's kind of like a probiotic soda yeah i don't know how else to explain it it's a fermented beverage of mexico and only 45 calories apparently oh, no. um, certified organic and we just poured ourselves a bunch of tequila into that <laughs> just to cancel out all the positive effects <laughs> yeah and then some lime juice and it is so freaking good it's actually so good yeah i feel like every time you make up an, a recipe though it ends up being amazing like that wendy's one remember oh, where you yeah. got the wendy's <laughs> juice the wendy's or whatever lemonade. yeah yeah 
<laughs> That's so good. Oh my god. You can't go wrong. But you'll find out why I chose this in a second. So, without further ado. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. She looks important. Hmm. She'd like to think so. Oh boy. So guys, this is kind of funny. We were supposed to record a mini episode on Saturday because I couldn't get my act together and get my story finished in time because it was it's pretty complicated. And so we decided to do a mini episode. So I I had a topic in mind and I started working on that. But then now I forgot <laughs> that we were recording. It was at a party. <laughs> How fucking shitty is that? No, <laughs> it happens. And you know what? Oh I have to just. I literally. OK, since you mentioned it, I was at the party. Somebody asked me. I didn't even know this person remembered that I had a podcast or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's listened to it or what. She was like, how's the podcast going? And I was like, oh, it's good. You know, we just started back, took like April off or whatever. And then all of a sudden, my whole soul dropped out my ass. And I was like, what day is it? Oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, oh, it's the first. I can't remember what is what was it, the first, I guess. And I was like, uh, is it Saturday? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. 6.30. Ashley's supposed to come over at 8 p.m., <laughs> I was like wrapping up my, <laughs> typing up my mini episode. I'm like, oh, cool. oh my God. And she texts me. I was like, I can come back. We're going to do mini. So I was going to do something as well. I hadn't even started working on it. I don't know what my problem was. <laughs> I think like when you told me we'll do a mini this week and then I'll do my story next week. Mm-hmm. My brain just like was like, oh, we're going to record next week. Yeah. I have no clue. Anyway, I've, it's I'm stupid or I have early onset dementia. I have no clue. Well, we must both have early onset dementia because I did something so awful and I felt the exact same way my soul dropped out of my ass and I literally had a panic attack in the middle of Hobby Town, USA. Oh my God. It's so terrible. I, this is so out of character for me, I totally forgot about one of my best friend's son's birthday parties and I was so looking forward to going and bringing my son and... I was actually at the store trying to find a gift, thinking that it was the next weekend. I was going to send her a picture of a present, and then I looked at like on my phone, and I saw the date. And then I remembered seeing a picture yesterday in her stories. And then I was like, I fucking forgot oh about this birthday party. Ugh. And I have never done anything like that in my life. So, oh my God, it's the worst feeling in the world. It really is, yeah. Oh my God. Is Mercury in retrograde or something? I have been saying that for like two weeks because (laughs) everything has been so weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like the vibes are weird everywhere. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But anywho, this was originally going to be a mini episode, but I decided to work on it a bit more because it was pretty long for a mini episode. And I'm just going to roll with it as a full on beefy boy. All right, cool. And I'm down for it. Yeah. So I had heard about this individual like a couple years back and I found this story so interesting, so unbelievable. And it pissed me off so badly. I knew I had to talk about it eventually because it just was crazy. I had never really dove deep into it, so I didn't think it would be long enough to do a full episode. Turns out it is. And it was on the top of mind because I have recently just binged an amazing new podcast that reminded me of this story. But I'll get 
into that at the end of the episodes because I don't want it to like ruin this. So without further ado, this story is about a wellness influencer, a mother, and a self-proclaimed cancer survivor named Belle Gibson. Oh God, self-proclaimed cancer survivor? Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. In 2012, an Instagram account called Healing underscore Belle was created. The description read, Belle Gibson, game changer with brain cancer and a food obsession. The feed was a highly curated selection of bright, well-composed photos of healthy meals, sunsets, and of a woman living her best life. Sounds like yet another wellness influencer, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Belle Gibson is an Australian woman who grew to fame through her social media presence. This was some time before influencers were a thing, and while the general population posted photos of their nails or some shitty food with the toaster filter thrown on top, (laughs) Belle's account had a story, and her posts had a lesson. You see, Belle had been diagnosed with inoperable brain cancer in 2009 when she was only 19 years old. The doctors estimated she'd have about four months to live. Facing her own mortality, Belle was open to any and all treatments that could potentially save her life. She was checked into an oncology ward where she endured chemotherapy and radiotherapy, but Belle found the treatments to be incredibly intense, and to make matters worse, they didn't even seem to be making any difference. So, Belle took her health into her own hands and traded in modern medicine for a more holistic approach. Oh boy, that's always good. Yeah. By the way, I didn't put this in, but I just have to note, Belle Gibson claims that this cancer was brought on by getting the Gardasil vaccine. If that gives you oh indi- any indication God. of the type of yep, I know l- the exact lady <laughs> she is. I know the exact type. <laughs> yes. She adopted a vegetarian diet, cut out gluten, sugar, and processed foods. In addition... She'd give herself coffee enemas oh, to blast Jesus. all the toxins out of her body. I, I will never understand that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just making a pot of coffee once. I'm going <laughs> to shove it up my ass and yeah. shit out all this Oh, my God. Shit. <laughs> How do you do that? There, okay. Do you cool it down first? I would hope to oh. God. Can you imagine having a scalded colon? <laughs> Your next shit would be so painful. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, I, I I would hope that you cool it down. Have you, were you going to say something about Yeah, okay. so I remember there was this one crazy-ass YouTuber. I saw her videos, like, a probably a decade ago or something. I feel like her name was, like, Rain something. That checks. Yeah, she was super hippy-dippy, like... Um, everything natural. She would drink her own urine and give give herself enemas, I think, with also with her own urine. What? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to see if I can look her up and show you her videos because she is crazy, dude. And I think she's one of those people that like breastfed their kid until they were like 35 years old, (gasps) you know? Oh my God. Um, I'll have to look it up. I'm, I have not thought about her in so long. But yes, I remember seeing a video of her doing an enema and she was like talking through it. Oh and it was God. so gross, dude. It was so gross. <laughs> Yikes. Ugh. So she was doing the diet, 
she was doing the enemas and she paired all of this with meditation and oxygen therapy and all of that had seemed to keep her cancer at bay. It had been three years since her diagnosis mm-hmm. and she was surviving cancer and thriving while doing it, Mallory. I'm a little, you know, I think I know why though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really? I, I don't think she has cancer. <laughs> Armed with information she read on the internet, Belle created her <laughs> own treatment regimen of superfoods, natural supplements, and vitamins. She took her story of her survival to Instagram, where she touted her wellness tips and tricks. And not long after, Belle's following had grown to be over 200,000 followers, making her one of the first wellness influencers in Australia. Belle was proving doctors wrong and bringing hope to her audience, many of whom were also struggling with cancer and the brutal treatments they were undergoing. It seemed so easy. All you had to do was follow her simple daily routine, adopt a healthy lifestyle, and you could survive cancer and sport a healthy glow, just like Belle. My God. Now, I'm sure this will come as no surprise to you, considering the nature of the stories we tell here on Rabbit Hole Happy Hour. (laughs) As you've probably already guessed, Belle was never diagnosed with brain cancer. (laughs) That's what I thought. She lied. (laughs) She lied. And I'm sure you'll be shocked to know that Belle had a history of lying. I'm not shocked. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Belle and her history. Belle grew up in Tasmania, Australia, with her mother and brother. Her father had abandoned their family when she was very young. Belle didn't have many friends and was just always sort of in the background, but she needed more. She was desperate to feel like the main character in her own story. So she started making things up to get attention. First, she told her classmates that she was responsible for taking care of her sick mother and her autistic brother. This lie transformed Belle from a nobody to a sad, noble heroine of sorts, and she wore it like a badge of honor. While Belle's mom did have MS, it was managed, and she had no trouble taking care of her children. And speaking of her brother, he did not have autism. The lie had the effect she was looking for, so Belle kept on. Can you imagine? What if your brother, like, went around telling people that you had autism? It's really not something that you should laugh about, but, like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? I, yeah. Oh, my God. Or what if your mom heard that you were going around telling people that that you took care of her? You know what? I hope she, I don't know, but I hope she doesn't have any children because Munchausen by proxy, big time, is going to happen. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Oof. You know, there's a whole subreddit. For these types of people. Yeah. It's called I, illness well, fakers. Oh, I did hear about that somewhere. Yeah. I think I was listening to True Crime Society and she was talking about there was a subreddit for people that Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, people that find other people that who have that problem, right? Illness they, fakers. Yeah, they'll find like social media accounts of all these people that say they have all these chronic problems and then people like call out their bullshit through I mean, I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that kind of stuff was not happening happening during this time. Oh my God. I'll tell you what. So the lie worked, and Belle got the desired effect, so she kept on going. 
She sought sympathy from her classmates, telling them that she suffered from a heart condition and had to undergo multiple heart surgeries. What? This lie didn't go over as well as her first. Belle had never missed school, and she didn't even have any scars from this alleged yeah, surgery. Just, it'd be pretty fucking easy to prove yeah. that you didn't have heart surgery, babe. Belle would try more lies on her classmates, and they began to ignore her, writing her off as dramatic and a liar. Unable to get the attention she so desperately craved from the people in her life, Belle took to the internet. So around this time, this was peak 2008. So think think scenesters, skinny jeans. We're going to the masquerade every weekend. This picture (laughs) might look familiar to you. Oh my God. (laughs) This is 17-year-old Belle. What's this is literally pictures we've taken in yes. our lives. <laughs> yes, I, I believe I have this exact photo of myself. Okay. <laughs> At first I did a double take. I was like, is that actually? <laughs> yeah. She has your bangs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 17 year old Belle was going through her emo phase. She dropped out of school and moved across the country to Perth. She got a job at a call center for a private health insurer. And at this job, she absorbed plenty of medical jargon and could now see how unrealistic her heart condition claims were. Oh, my God. You'd think a job like this would make you feel ashamed of yourself for lying about such serious situations. I would be like, oh, shit. I literally was spewing huge bullshit. I don't know how anyone believed me. I'm a dick. I I can't believe I did that. These are actual people who are suffering from these problems. You'd think that she would, you know, feel like a... Like an asshole. But for Belle, she saw this as a lesson in how to lie better. Oh, great. Good. She opened up her laptop and found community in a skateboarding message board. (laughs) It was there where she told stories about her made-up heart condition, her time in the hospital, how she died on the operating table and was brought back to life. Oh, my God. She could make up anything she wanted online and no one could question it. Who would question a sick person? Belle found the attention she was after, and she never looked back. Belle's online lies started to bleed into her real life in Perth. She had made a new group of friends who saw her as a laid-back and fun girl, but then Belle told her friends some bad news. She had been diagnosed with brain cancer. They were shocked and distraught and wanted to do anything they could to help her. She was so young. Belle knew she had to back up her claims. So she shaved a patch of her hair off the side of her head to make it look like she had a craniotomy. But was there a scar or an incision? She thought she was pretty clever, but a craniotomy doesn't just leave you with a patch of hair missing. No, it doesn't. It literally removes some of your bone. (laughs) It would would leave a pretty serious scar behind as well. And Belle had no scar. Her friends were growing skeptical, but no one would say anything, because, like, what would you even say? Oh, my God. So the lie carried on and on, and then in late 2009, at age 18, Belle found out she was pregnant. Seriously, though. Oh, for real? For real. Oh, she God. She really was pregnant. Oh, no. Belle could sense her friends were starting to lose interest in her lies, so she decided it was time to relocate. And this shocked her friends even more because she had just told them all about this cancer stuff. She just told them that she was pregnant and like now she's leaving on her own at 18 with no support system. Yeah. And 
Yeah, but Belle claimed she had to move to be closer to her doctor. Okay. So she hopped on a plane and moved back east to Melbourne. Here, she found online pregnancy forums to share her experience and read about others. It all started normally enough. Belle would detail her pregnancy week by week, share her symptoms, talk with other soon-to-be moms, but as soon as she felt like she wasn't getting enough attention, she would fall back on her lies, claiming she had medical issues and cancer, saying anything she could to get pity or a response. All of this behavior, to me, sounds like Munchausen syndrome. Yes. Or, as it's called now, factitious disorder. Oh, really? I didn't know that. they renamed it. Weird. People with factitious disorder will fabricate or self-induce medical symptoms in order to receive care or attention of some kind. They'll often travel from place to place in order to avoid being discovered. Oftentimes, they'll Mm -hmm. go doctor shopping, so, Mm -hmm. you know, they can get whatever effect they want and not be caught. And there's a difference between Munchausen's syndrome and hypochondria. And um, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different forms of similar things. But Munchausen syndrome is where they know for a fact that they are not sick. Hypochondria is like you actually are scared you have whatever it is. And then I also learned there's something called malingering, which is where you're lying about something, but you are doing it to get some sort of money or some kind of uh, benefit. I feel like that's like a criminal charge, isn't it? It is. Okay. So Munchausen syndrome is a, a mental disorder, but malingering, you I can, guess, would be, you could be charged with that. Right. Okay. But have you ever heard of Munchausen's by internet? Mm-mm. Munchausen's by internet is relatively new and it's described as when a person will pretend to be sick on the internet in order to gain attention and sympathy. Sometimes it presents itself as individuals who join internet support groups for people with a serious health condition and then the individual claims to have the illness themselves. Typically, they will go on to say they have the most extreme symptoms trying to like overshadow anyone else Mm -hmm. that's posting that they get the most attention. In July of 2010, Belle's son Ollie was born. She loved being a mom to Ollie, but something was missing. So in 2011, Belle made an appointment with a doctor in the neurology department of Alfred Hospital in Melbourne. She told them she was experiencing a number of symptoms. Blurred vision, dizziness, spasms, speech problems, and she complained that she was having trouble remembering things even her own name. Did she tell this doctor that she had, quote-unquote, been diagnosed with a brain cancer or whatever? mm Okay, so she went to this doctor fresh. Yeah, this is a fresh okay. thing. Right. She had moved, she has a fresh start, and it's kind of weird because she had never gone to a doctor doing this before. She had only yeah. just told lies to people, so she must have, you know, been really desperate to get some sort of instant attention, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas on the internet, she kind of has to build up a story. She fabricated a scary list of family medical history. The doctor ordered a full panel of blood tests and scheduled an MRI, but everything was normal. When the doctor shared this great news, they were surprised by Belle's reaction. She sobbed uncontrollably for half an hour, and the doctor chalked it up to struggles of being a new mom. They suggested she seek some counseling, but Belle refused. She was adamant that something was physically wrong with her. 
Belle left that appointment certain that she was dying of brain cancer, and she was going to make sure the world knew. Oh, my God. So now does she actually believe it? It's hard to say. Yeah. Okay. So that leads us to where we left off with Belle. Her Instagram account, at Healing Belle, was a huge success. She felt like she was making an impact. So in 2013, four years after her brain cancer diagnosis... Belle was inspired to take this even further. She launched her own business, and her first product was a wellness app called The Whole Pantry. The app allowed Belle to share her powerful story of overcoming cancer, her healthy recipes, and lifestyle advice to her followers all over the world. The $3 app was reportedly downloaded 200,000 times in its first month and was voted Apple's best food and drink app of 2013. What? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. The buzz motivated Belle to launch something new, a cookbook to accompany the whole pantry app. So she reached out to the famous book publisher, Penguin Random House, to pitch the idea. She was offered a $132,000 book deal. She was thrilled, and the book was published in 2014. All of this caught the attention of Apple, and before she knew it, Belle was asked to work on a super secret project. The first Apple Watch would be launching, and Apple wanted to include the whole Pantry app as a pre-installed default third-party app that would appear on every Apple Watch. Oh my god. I know. So, like, if you bought an Apple Watch, this would just automatically be downloaded on it. Yeah. They even wanted her to attend the debut of the watch, where they'd present the watch and the app on screen for the whole world to see. It's a little weird to me, though, that Apple sought Bell out, considering... Steve Jobs died of pancreatic cancer. Remember, like, yeah. what was it? Um, 2011 I or won- so? I was about to say 2011, yeah. And I read that Steve Jobs had refused a life-saving surgery in order to do a more, like, holistic, natural yes, remedy. that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, but he, you know, it, d- it didn't work, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and his biographer claims that he came to regret that decision. Oh, my God. It was too late to turn back at that point. God. And she is pouting this. Yeah. As fact. Seems a little, like, almost, like, just too soon. And why would Apple adopt this? Right. No, well, what year was this? This was... I think it was 2014, yes. Okay, so this is after Steve Jobs had died. Yes. So, bro. So you shouldn't be promoting an app or a story of a woman who completely abandons conventional medical care. Yes. For enemas. Yeah. And veganism. Right. Knowing that your founder... (laughs) Did the same and died. Yeah. And, I mean, you, if you believed that that's what was going on with this girl, I honestly, if I, I would think that would be her fate too. Mm-hmm. Like, if I believed it was true. Yeah. Just seeing what happened, obviously, to other people. So, I don't know. It's so bizarre to me. So, while this whole deal was in the works, Belle continued posting on her Instagram account, as well as her whole pantry blog. She continued giving health advice and also was a shoulder to cry on for those who were going through cancer or to people who loved someone who were going through cancer. I can't. 
I'm actually very angry. <laughs> I know. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Just wait. Belle was obsessed with the amount of attention she was receiving. She figured some good old philanthropy would win her even more points. So she threw herself a belated launch party for her whole pantry app, and the event would serve as a fundraiser. The invite listed several different causes she was to focus on. Asylum seekers, schools in Sierra Leone, birthing kits for women in underdeveloped countries, and the family of a five-year-old boy who'd been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Oh my god. The event was highly exclusive. No more than 25 people were invited. The guest list included wellness gurus, fashion bloggers, and cosmetics company founders. But she also sold virtual tickets to the event, which served as a donation and allowed the general public to participate in the fundraising. So there were like different price tiers for these virtual tickets. There, there was like a general admission, which was like around $25. There was VIP, which was like around $100. And then there was like a name your own price option. And all of this would go toward those charities. Belle rubbed shoulders with the elite and then took the stage to give a speech. She recounted her experience with cancer and talked about five-year-old Joshua Schwartz, the young boy who had the same type of brain cancer she'd been diagnosed with. Without fail, people started throwing money at Belle, and she looked like a saint. At the end of the night, she gathered up all the donations, and instead of giving them to their respective causes, she kept the money for herself. <gasps> Bitch. I have goosebumps. Oh, it fucking pisses my. me off, man. God. So, oh my God. I actually wasn't expecting her to stoop that low. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that, but I... God damn. Fucking bitch, man. Belle was splashing out, buying a brand new BMW, moving her family into a $1 million beach house, paying rent upwards of $1,000 a week. I'm sure she made enough money off that app. Why did you have to go and steal all that money from the charities? What the hell? Because she had to get her cosmetic dental work. Oh, my and God. And she needed to buy all the fancy clothes and handbags. She just had everything her little heart desired. But Belle wasn't earning nearly enough to keep up with her spending. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Christ. And it's around this time that she started making more and more promises about how she'd be donating proceeds from her app to charity. I guess she assumed, and she was right, that by saying proceeds would be going to charity that more people would be willing to buy that yeah somehow she thought that no one would ever notice that the charities received nothing i feel like the charities would be the first to notice they didn't even know who she was oh so she was just like saying the names yeah. of these ran they had no clue. yeah <laughs> my fucking god for now she was raking in the money and allowing everyone to believe that she was some enlightened and generous cancer survivor Belle Gibson appeared in publication after publication. She even won Cosmopolitan's Fun Fearless Female Award. Fun fact, Cosmopolitan got an anonymous tip that Belle was lying about having cancer. <gasps> but when they couldn't corroborate the claim, they just let it go. Oh my god. Uh... Meanwhile, old friends and people from Belle's message board days were coming out of the woodwork. They had receipts. Even one of Belle's old friends commented publicly on Belle's account saying she was a liar. Belle's response? 
She deleted comments and blocked anyone who made any sort of accusatory statements on her page. Oh my god. Maybe people were coming after her because she didn't seem sick enough. Belle reverted back to her old ways. When something wasn't going the way she wanted, she had to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. So, so now all of a sudden is she gonna like have some treatment or like Well, let's take a little break. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll let you know what happens next. Okay, cool. Okay. Oh my god. We're back. We're back. So I left off saying that she was deleting all the comments. She was blocking anyone mm-hmm. who made any sort of remarks about her not having cancer. And damage control mode. Damage control. And so she was like, oh, people must just not think I look sick enough or I'm not sick enough or something. And so she reverted back to her old ways. And so I bet you're wondering, what what did she do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just a few months before the launch of the Apple Watch, Belle staged a 40-minute seizure at her son's fourth birthday party. Oh, uh, my God. A 40-minute seizure? At her four-year-old son's birthday party. Could you imagine putting forth such effort? No. I would be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. After 15 minutes, I would be like, bye. After five minutes, I'd probably be like, no. 40 minutes? Yeah. As guests... We're getting ready to leave. Belle, it was her moment. And <laughs> she ended up slumping up against the wall and fell to the floor. She rolled her eyes back into her head and began to shake violently. This scared literally everyone at the party. Yeah, no the shit. The parents were crying. The kids were crying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What they a were trying bitch. to help her. Someone reached for their phone and announced they were going to call an ambulance and... Somehow, Belle became coherent enough to make it clear to everyone that she did not want to go to the hospital and that this would pass in a bit. Um, You're having a seizure. I don't think, especially if she's actually convulsing, there's no fucking way she would have been able to communicate that to people. <laughs> yeah. How? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So after that was made clear, she slipped back into her seizing fit, which was witnessed <laughs> by both parents and children, including her own son. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just mm. like, excuse me a moment. Don't call the ambulance. I'll be fine. Unreal. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? A former friend of Bell's that was at the party said, it looked real. I believed it was real, and I was mortified. I cried driving all the way home. I actually don't even know how I got home. I mean, to be fair, if you've never seen someone have a seizure, you probably would just be freaked out, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Even if she did, like, come to and say, hey, no, don't call me. That that part kills me. I don't understand how. Yeah. I heard, I heard, so... There were, like, several sources I was reading. I heard two kind of different varying accounts of it. So one was, like, she came to enough. She became coherent enough to say, don't call the ambulance. Another one said, someone came up and said, Belle doesn't like hospitals. Don't call an ambulance. So either or, whatever. Okay, Belle, if you're in a car accident and (laughs) you're bleeding out, are people just going to be like, she doesn't like hospitals. Don't take her. She's. No, no, please don't. Yeah. 
Take her to her naturopath. Ugh. Belle took to social media to share her experience. She wrote, I have seizures often as a result of my brain cancer, but nothing ever this long or intense. Extremely grateful for my friends and family who were there to support me through this and my team who are looking for answers. So I wonder if she ever faked seizures in front of her family, like her kid. I know that's so that's horrible man her followers flooded the comment sections with supportive comments but Belle wasn't finished two weeks after her son's birthday party she announced that her cancer had spread she took to Instagram to tell her followers that doctors had found a third and fourth cancer she wrote with frustration and ache in my heart It hurts me to find space tonight to let you all know with love and strength that I've been diagnosed with a third and fourth cancer. One is secondary and the other is primary. I have cancer in my blood, spleen, brain, uterus, and liver. I am hurting. Okay. I, okay, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think it's very common for brain cancers to spread beyond the brain. There's... A criteria that we have at work, anybody that's had cancer in the past five years, we can't take any tissue from them, Mm -hmm. except for people with brain tumors. Oh, interesting. Because, and and it's only if the blood-brain barrier has not been broken. If that's broken, then we can't do it. But that's what's making me just think, like, I don't think it's that common for it to spread or else we wouldn't be taking that, you know, that type of cancer from anybody. That's very interesting. And usually you don't hear about people with brain cancer Mm-mm. surviving it, actually making it to other parts of their body. No, no. My, I mean, full disclosure, my dad died from brain cancer. He had an astrocytoma and they did like two or three surgeries, took it out and everything. But he ended up passing away because the radiation he got as a treatment caused more tumors in his brain. But he never had any cancer in any other part of his body. So, yeah, obviously she's full of shit. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's just, that was a stupid move for her to pull. Because she's a dumb bitch. (laughs) The post seemed to have the desired effect. She received an outpouring of love and support from her social media following. But in real life, the post backfired. Many of Belle's actual friends were in disbelief by the post. They had no idea that Belle was sick, and it felt like a smack to the face to read about it online. Oh my god. Some friends were worried, and others were flat out done with her shit. Her friends started to question her claims, with many saying her lifestyle didn't seem to reflect the deteriorating health she Mm-mm. reported. Mm-mm. Two of her close friends staged an intervention with Belle. They showed up at her door and then asked Belle for proof about her cancer. Belle acted offended that they would even question her like this. Belle talked in circles for hours, and eventually her friends threw up their hands and left. But that wasn't the end. On October 23, 2014, Belle's Whole Pantry Cookbook was finally released. Belle had written a foreword about how she cured herself of cancer and her journey with health and wellness. The book sold over 16,000 copies in two months. Now wait cured herself of cancer yeah but now she's saying she has two and three types of cancer 
Well, apparently she wrote this forward long before well, okay. this, but... So, but still, obviously, but still. you didn't fucking cure yourself, bitch. Yeah, right. Well, obviously, <laughs> she didn't have it in the first place, but you know what I mean. It's just ridiculous, man. <laughs> the book sold over 16,000 copies in two months, which, for a cookbook, is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And the cookbook received rave reviews... Belle was already making plans on how she could capitalize on her story even more. There was another wellness influencer on the map that Belle claimed she admired. Her name was Jessica Einskopf, and like Belle, she was known for shunning traditional medicine and adopting different types of therapies, such as Gerson therapy. Gerson therapy is an unproven therapy that involves coffee enemas, lots and lots of supplements, and following a very strict vegetarian diet. The controversial therapy requires you to drink 20 pounds of fresh fruit and vegetable juice a day. 20 pounds! (laughs) Which equates to a glass of juice every hour for 13 hours. Oh my god. Which doesn't sound like enough. (laughs) Yeah, but when you think about 20 pounds of food... A typical meal, if you have three meals a day, that's probably going to be like three pounds of food. Yeah. Not 20. (laughs) What? I mean, I guess they're only eating like leaves. Yeah, I guess in order to keep the level of nutrition that you need, you'd have to drink that Because they can't have gluten, they can't have meat, they can't have like anything that is processed. Oh my God, It's so restrictive. In fact, there's a whole eating disorder around this kind of this oh, thing. Oh, shit. It's called orthorexia nervosa, and it's where people are, they don't, res- like, they don't not eat. They're very restrictive in their eating. Like, they're very proud of their diets, and they're, like, holier-than-thou type people. Like, yeah. you have to eat like this, or otherwise you're just completely unhealthy. And they have, like, all these boundaries on what you can and what you can't eat, and they usually try and get everyone else to follow along. And they're typically perfectionists and have, like, hyper-morality, but it can be very dangerous. Probably very OCD. Yeah. Dang. So, were you going to say something? (laughs) Yeah, but it's a complete tangent. (laughs) Go ahead. So, I can't remember how I found out about this girl, but there's, like, this YouTuber, Twitch streamer, Called or her name is Eugenia oh, yeah. Cooney. You know I who she is? That. Yes. Bro, she looks like she's about to die. She I, her face is starting to like her lips are like retracting her, her teeth. Yes. And like, oh my God. And her mom is part of it. Yes. Have you seen that? I was just thinking in my mind when you talked about that other disorder, I was like, maybe I should do a story on her because yeah. she's there's a lot of like stuff that's happened over the years. Oh yeah. I I got somehow in the like TikTok, I don't know, algorithm of her, yeah. Gina Cooney. She has anorexia, just by the way. Yeah, and her mom like films these really weird videos of her like kind of cosplaying princesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like it's But she's also very, like super emo, which is yeah, really weird. It's very like what's that girl's name? Who killed her mom? She had um, Munchausen um, syndrome by proxy. Fucking Gypsy Rose. Yes. Yeah. It's very like, it kind of feels like that kind of situation to me. I honestly, yeah, I think so too. Because there was only one, literally one instance where she acknowledged that she had a dis- eating disorder, which was when she went to rehab because one of her friends like 
literally like 5150 to her or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then she came back. She was looking better and she made a video and did like an interview with another YouTuber, Shane Dawson. They talked about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like after that, totally ignores that she has a problem and gets even skinnier and skinnier. And she's like, she literally looks like she's about to die. Yeah. And her mom is like, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I... Dude, you're watching your child die. And I don't know if you saw this particular TikTok, but there was one where it slows down the videos and you can see people in the background, like, looking at her, like... Oh, I know she went to, like, Disney or something recently. Yeah, Disney or something. I would be embarrassed to be in public. It's just so sad, man. Oh, my God. I mean, I know it's, like, a mental disorder, but she, like, she goes... There's a lot of other problematic things with her that mm. I can talk about if I do a story on her. But anyway. You should do it. Yeah. Because there's like child groomers in her Twitch chat and like oh, all kinds of weird stuff. Fuck? Yeah. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on with her. <laughs> God. Yeah. The world sucks, man. And it's so funny because she's like super bubbly and super happy and like, oh, yeah. hi guys. Ah. Like that's her. And how old is she? She seems she's so like young. 28 now. Yeah. She seems like she's like she acts like years old. a child, yes. <sighs> anyway, sorry, I told you that was a tangent. <laughs> no, no. I think you should totally look into that yeah, more. Maybe I mean, I've, I've, things have popped up on my TikTok about her a lot, and it's I always watch it because I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. But anyway, so this wellness influencer, Jessica Einskoff, she was doing Gerson therapy, drinking 20 pounds of juice a day, And the whole goal of Gerson therapy is to cleanse the body, ridding it of any unnecessary toxins. But cancer institutes claim that this therapy is completely ineffective and dangerous. Jessica was diagnosed with epithelioid sarcoma in 2008 when she was 22 years old. This is a rare type of soft tissue cancer that can typically start in the hand or arm and affects mostly young adults. Jessica wrote in a blog that she was told by her doctors that this particular type of cancer does not respond to chemo or radiation. That's weird because it just sounds like a skin. It's, it sounds like a yeah skin cancer or something. Well, maybe not. I don't really understand. No, I'm thinking of epidermis. Never mind. Epithe- but epithelial is still skin still, related, yeah. isn't it? Epithelioid sarcoma. A rare anyway. type of soft tissue cancer. Epithelial cells. I don't know. Well, so apparently her doctor said that it would not respond to chemo or radiation. And she said the only chance she had, according to doctors, was to amputate her arm at the shoulder. Oh, my God. She refused to do. Despite what the doctor said, Jessica decided to try chemotherapy anyway. I guess as like a to try that before she amputated her yeah. arm, which she said she would never do. Right. Like, being like a holistic. Yeah. When that didn't work, her doctors again recommended amputation, but she refused. Oh, my God. She instead turned to Gerson therapy and blogged her experiences. Oh, I have another tangent. I'm so sorry. It's okay. (laughs) When I used to work in the endodontic office, I got a lady that came in. We were just doing a consultation, so I took x-rays on her. Her mouth looked so fucked up. She had, like, a bridge, but you could tell it was, like, rotten underneath. Oh, God. And she had, like, infection, like, everywhere. And when you get a tooth infection, it's not something, like, you can go to 
the dentist they'll give you antibiotics and the symptoms will go away but the infection does not go away because it is so isolated you have to actually get in there with the root canal and rinse it out like get the infection out of there so she had told me that her teeth had been hurting and so what she had been doing was just putting coconut oil on them all the time she was like do you think that'll continue working and I was like ma'am no (laughs) Oh, no, no, <laughs> there's no way it'll the infection. If you don't go and clean it out, it will continue eating through your bone until you have a hole in your jaw or it goes to your brain. So, <laughs> oh my God, I wonder what she's if she's OK. I don't know, because I do not remember her ever coming back for a root canal. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. she's probably we dead. may. I honestly think we may have referred her to get her teeth pulled, though, because it was that bad. Like, there was no structure left, like, under that bridge. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, my God. Worst nightmare. Oh, I was like, lady, are you serious? People don't educate themselves. They think they're educating themselves, but they're, there's so much fucking misinformation out there. People yeah, are, they go to, like, Belle Gibson's Instagram account. They're like, all I need to do is shove some coffee up my ass, and I'm yeah. cured. <laughs> Come on. Oh, no. Coconut oil. Yeah. I don't even think that's supposed to be antiseptic. Like it's moisturizing, but I don't know if you need moisture on <laughs> no. you. You're just shoving oil up there, babe. <laughs> that's it. Lubricating that infection. Oh. It's so nasty. I'm so glad I'm not working with people's fucking mouths anymore. <laughs> oh my god, I can't imagine. Brush your teeth, people. That and like gynecologists. I don't know how anyone does that or procto- uh, not proctologists, um What's a butt doctor? Is it a proctologist? Yeah, I think so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a butt doctor. (laughs) Having to look at buttholes all day? Oh, by the way, today, when I first logged into my fucking email, (laughs) sometimes we'll get pictures of donors. I think I've said this before, but this time they didn't, like, label the email anything. They just put, like, the person's last name. And then I opened it, and it's just a dead guy's wiener and butthole. Five in the morning. <laughs> I was like, Rise and shine. It's dude. another beautiful day. <laughs> and not only that, it was a penis covered in lesions that they were concerned about. That's why they sent us the pictures. Oh, my fucking God. Were they trying to donate the penis? No, but if there's, like, any STDs or anything going on, then we defer the mm. donor. We reject the donor, so. It's like, maybe we'll pass on this wiener. <laughs> we did end up saying no. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you wake up in the morning. No, usually if I get those emails, I know the pictures are coming, I will, set, like, forward the email with, like, a different subject line and a body that says, warning. This is what you need to expect. Recovery photos. That's kind FYI. of you. <laughs> but someone just is like, no, they didn't care. Good morning, Mallory. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at this weird wiener. Here's a pee-pee. Here's a dead guy's pee-pee. Oh, God. Yeah. I do not envy you. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll job shadow you. Yeah. Just come hang out. I, I mean, just come over to my house and hang out with me. All right. While I work. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it one day when I'm working from home or something. I can do my work. You can do your work. Yeah. Work, work, yeah, work, you can work, come work. work at my house. We can have a work party. Working girls, working every day. <laughs> okay, 
back to the story. Sorry, I am like all over the fucking place today. Well, I knew you would really get into the story because it has a lot of medical relevance. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought would be a really good conversation. And it's been very entertaining. Oh, good. At dead wiener guy's expense, apparently. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, man. So Jessica refused the amputation, despite what her doctors recommended, and turned to Gerson therapy, where she blogged her experiences. And as her following grew, Jessica started planning retreats for her followers and even got her own book deal. She became known as the Wellness Warrior. By the time Jessica turned 30, her cancer had spread. And so, just to be clear, because I'm stupid sometimes, her cancer was real. It was real. Okay. It was real. And you could even see in some of the pictures, like, she has, you know, she's a influencer, a wellness influencer. So you could see pictures, and you could even see the cancer starting to eat away at her arm. Oh There's like my holes fucking in her arm. God. Oh my God. And yeah. That must she, be way more serious than skin cancer. Yeah. So her cancer had spread by the time she turned 30 and she at that point attempted radiation, but it was too late. And on February 26, 2015, Jessica passed away. Wow. Although they only met once, Belle showed up at Jessica's private wake and funeral, where she proceeded to cause quite a scene. Oh, God. She sobbed loudly, almost as as if she was doing it just to be seen. She then asked for a private conversation with Jessica's fiancé, where she cried uncontrollably on his shoulder and exclaimed how scared she was to end up like his partner. How can you imagine? Oh, my God. No. I would be like, That pisses me the fuck off. off. You little hoe. I would be too. Get out of here. Yep. Get the fuck out, you bitch. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just having lost someone to cancer, just thinking of somebody coming to like my dad's fucking wake. What the fuck? Yes. Get out. It's not about you. No. No one gives a shit about you. Also, you didn't know her. (laughs) What? If you're, you need to handle that yourself if you're scared about your own life. When when journalists, (laughs) go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not here to support you right now. My family member died. So it's like, fuck. People have problems. But when journalists heard about the scene that Belle had caused at this funeral, they interviewed Jessica's friends who said that after Jessica met Belle the one time, she commented that something was off about her. By early 2015, it was estimated that over $1 million had been made in sales of the whole pantry app and book. Wow. Bell was intent on capitalizing off of this momentum and began putting plans in motion to build her own lifestyle brand. She'd call it the whole life. In her business proposal, she promised that all of the profits from her brand would go directly to charity. She began to hire on more people to start working on this next venture. Her plan was to write another book, but this one would focus more on the stories of people she'd helped. Which is who? Well, I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Who the fuck has she helped? She took money from charities. Like, what are you talking about? She seems to think she's helped a lot of people, Mallory. Well, you know what would be ironic is if she actually got brain cancer. That would just be something. Yeah. No one would fucking believe her. She would probably be so happy, though. (laughs) <laughs> She'd be like, oh, yeah, now's my time. Yeah, but 
that go around, I mean, I don't know the ending to the story, but I feel like people would not fucking believe her. Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, she'd be shit out of luck for support or anything. Like, dude. <sighs> so, at this point, for Belle, things could not be better. She appeared in an issue of Elle Australia in an article called The Most Inspiring Woman You've Met This Year. Whatever. <laughs> Belle continued to build a bigger following on social media, and things were still on track with the Apple Watch deal. Until March of 2015. Belle caught the attention of Consumer Affairs Victoria. It had nothing to do with her cancer claims. However, they did notice some other claims she'd made. Specifically, her claim of donating $300,000 of her profits to charities. It was found that this was not true. It appeared she donated approximately zero dollars to any sort of cause. The journalist that broke the case reached out to Belle, giving her an opportunity to set the record straight. But Belle ignored them and then went and sneakily made a few quick donations to the charities she referenced in an attempt to cover her ass. Dude, you don't think there's going to be a date associated with that? Like, come on. Just unreal. (sighs) You can't can't just do that. Like. God, I actually this story is triggering me so hard. I hate so her. Sorry. I hate her so much. <laughs> I I agree. I mean, like this is triggering me more than Chandler Halderson. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, we're here to get triggered, guys. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> but it was found that her quick little donating spree didn't even make up three percent of what she had claimed. Can you do math, lady? At all. <laughs> They dug deeper, finding more and more receipts of Belle's charitable claims. Belle went on record saying that she gave away 25% of her company's profit to charity. Another time, she said she gives 95% of her ad proceeds to charity. Hmm. There were so many statements and claims, and none of them were true. Belle's luxurious lifestyle was no secret. The money she claimed she donated was being used to fund her shopping habits, trips around the world, her hair, nails, and makeup. She is just something else. (gasps) I see what you mean about cosmetic dental surgery now. There was an instance where Belle had told her followers she had been at the doctor all day for some cancer-related appointment. But a former employee of Belle told sources that she was actually getting veneers and Thank God she did. She really needed them. <laughs> she did. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's looking like fucking SpongeBob out here. <laughs> the news opened up the floodgates for journalists to examine Belle's story. It's actually amazing that it took this long for people to start digging into the claims. An article came out titled, Friends and Doctors Raise Doubts Over Healing Bell Cancer Claims. It was in this article where details from the intervention from a year prior were brought to life. Quote, she admitted her diagnosis was questionable, a former friend said. I asked her when she got her diagnosis. She said she didn't know. I asked her who gave her the diagnosis. She said, Dr. Phil. Dr. I asked if Dr. Phil had a last name and she didn't know. He disappeared. I asked her where she saw Dr. Phil she said he came and picked her up from her house. Okay. 
What the fuck? No, he He's didn't. Like, Dr. Uh, Dr. Dr. Phil. Dr. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> and he came and picked her up from her house. No fucking doctor would yeah. do that. Are you kidding me? Belle knew she had fucked up, and it showed by the amount of cancer-related posts she deleted off her Instagram. She also deleted any posts that referenced her charitable donations. Initially, Apple refused to comment, but later stated they planned to keep the whole pantry in the App Store because they were only concerned with the functionality of the app. But when the backlash came, Apple decided to not move forward with putting the whole pantry app on the Apple Watch. Mm. They stripped the watch of the app before launch and quietly deleted the app from the Apple Store. Good. Good. Apple has never publicly made a statement on Bell Gibson. Well, that sucks, but I'm glad they decided to terminate. Uh, yeah. The plans. Could you imagine if they didn't? It oh was my all God. like And she's see. still making fucking money off this shit? Like that would be Oh my god. Terrible. When the book publisher was asked why they didn't substantiate Bell's story before giving her a book deal, they responded that the book was primarily recipes. But then footage was leaked of Penguin Books giving Bell media training to prepare her for her upcoming book release. In the footage, you can hear publishing executives coaching Belle on her story and telling her that she needed to get her story straight about her medical treatments. Penguin ended up having to pay a $30,000 fine for failing to validate the content of the book. They released a statement separating themselves from Belle and pulled the book off the shelves. If you can believe it, no family or friends came to Belle's defense. <laughs> In fact, many old friends of Belle came out of the woodwork to share stories about what a manipulative liar she was. Oh, how about that? The jig was up. Her staff quit and her fans turned on her, leaving comment after comment detailing the betrayal they felt. Belle sought out a corporate advisory firm who worked with her on a plan for how to handle this mess. Their first tip was to do an interview with a high-profile publication and give her side of the story. Next, they suggested she take a break from the spotlight and let things cool off. <laughs> Dramatic photo. I hate it. <laughs> Belle came out with an interview in Australian Women's Weekly stating what the world already knew. That no, she had never had cancer Instead of apologizing, Belle went on to talk about her rough childhood, saying that at age five, she had become her mother and brother's caretakers. Another lie. Oh, my God. Belle's mother, Natalie, saw the article and was not happy. <laughs> Natalie told the press that Belle needed to stop playing the victim card. When asked about Belle's childhood, Natalie said, What a load of rubbish. Belle never cared for me. Her brother is not autistic, and she has barely done a minute's housework in her life. <laughs> I've practically worked myself into an early grave to give that girl everything she wanted in life. Every time she oh, moved no. house, I paid for it. Whenever she needed something for Ollie, I paid for it. If she wanted a new computer, I paid for it. Phone bills, clothes, beauty treatments, you name it. And this is how she repays me? She's just a girl who always had ideas above her station. She was never happy with what she had and was embarrassed by her family. Her taste just became more and more expensive, and she was living beyond her means. And she was addicted to her computer. She used to fall asleep with it, always on Facebook, always online, 
but that world is not real. It's not healthy. Oh my God. End quote. First of all, huge piece of shit. Poor fucking mother. But second of all, <laughs> do you remember before smartphones were really a thing, we were on our computers all the time? Yeah. So weird. We would literally in the in our townhouse just like be downstairs on the couch, like on our computers yeah, all night long. All the time. Because <laughs> you can do the things you do now. You can't we didn't have phones that would, you know. I mean, eventually we did, but it didn't yeah. even it wasn't even common to use your phone for that kind of thing until later. I just remember that picture that we took in the garage of you, me and Melissa of oh, all God. of our laptops that we had <laughs> in <Yeah>. our laps. <laughs> And we were looking up... Um, it's like people today with their phones, but we had our fucking computers. We were looking up some pizza place. Oh, it was Little Squeezers. Yeah. <laughs> little Caesars. Little, that we called Little Squeezers. Or Little Seizures. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So. <laughs> yeah, we were on our computers all the time, but at least we weren't lying about having cancer. Right. Or lying about our brothers having autism or draining our parents of money. Yeah. While doing all that. <laughs> Instead, we were pretending to be <laughs> people, other people. No. <laughs> Going on chat roulette. I don't know. We did a lot of we weird were stuff. Pretending to be anyone cool. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of weird shit. We would have office chair. Not races, but we would like push each other down the hill on our some computer chairs. office. Yeah, somebody's computer chair. In at like two a.m. past all these people's houses, and it was like <laughs> down the fucking. Were we on the computer as we did that too? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, dude! Why would we do that shit? And how did we not get? Well, we did get the cops called on us once. Yeah, but that was because we were being loud at the pool at two a.m. And we shouldn't have been in the pool. We broke in. Yeah. And I told the cop her breath smelled amazing. Yes. <laughs> she was super cool, but we were drunk. We were overage, though. So. Yeah, it was cool. It was she legal. couldn't do anything. It was legal. Yeah. She was just like, you silly Billy, stop that. Mm -hmm. So anyway. So obviously this article did nothing to help Belle's case. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm kind of curious why she even did this. She or Did she, she interview for it? She reached out and she wanted to okay. do this interview. Because okay. that's what her... Like, not PR company, but her, she had reached out to this company to help her, like, get her shit sorted out. Yeah. Like, oh, you need to do a high-profile interview and get your story out. She's like, oh, well, I don't know how to tell a, a story that's not a lie, so I'm just going to tell this story. My God. But, yeah, it did nothing to help her case, and she started to get defensive. She saw her lie as nothing compared to all the good that she did. So she's... <sighs> What so, good? She didn't even donate to the charities until it was too late. She seems to think she made a huge difference in her followers' lives. I don't know. She may have shortened their lifespan by telling them <laughs> to not eat cheeseburgers anymore. Shorten their lifespan. So she decided to try again, but this time on a live televised interview with 60 Minutes Australia. Okay. And I'll play this. Okay. I'm going to play you a little bit of this interview. Okay. I wish I could play you the entire thing because it's it's so crazy, man. 
Like, you have to watch the whole thing. Okay. Everyone, I'm going to play, I'm like, I'm going to kind of jump around and try and play you as much as I can, I guess. But Mm. you should just go back and listen to everything because it's crazy. Okay. I just need you all to have a full understanding of what this woman is like. So. I'm excited. I will say. Bill, 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 please. I mean, either you're interested in getting to the bottom of this and presenting the facts as they are the facts, or you're not. Did you live in fear of being found out? No, because I wasn't living in a space where I didn't know that this wasn't my reality. Would you accept that you're a pathological liar? No. Do you take responsibility for driving any people away from conventional medicine in seeking treatment for their cancer? That would be really heartbreaking to me because I never intended on doing that. Do you accept that that's what you might have done? I accept that might have happened. Well, actually, how old are you? Um, I've always been raised um, as being currently a 26-year-old. How old are you? Well, I live knowing, as I've always known, that I would be 26. Okay, Bill. Um, This is a really, really simple question. How old are you? I believe that I'm 26. I have two two birth certificates and I've had my name changed four times. The identity crisis there is big, but that was my normal when I was growing up, Tara, that... What do you know the truth to be now? That's probably a question that we'll have to keep digging for because it's not something I've ever understood or had answers around. So when you needed to file some financial documents, mm-hmm. how did you choose the birth date you gave, with if you my, don't know? With my most re- recent deed poll paper, which has um, the younger of the age and the most recent of the name. Right. So currently, then, according to those documents, you're 23. Correct. Tara. I'm trying to draw on information. No, no, don't draw on information. Just be honest. I am being honest honest. with you. I'm trying to be open to what you're saying, but you were just muddying the waters with every answer. While she concedes she might have caused damage to others, extraordinarily, Belle maintains she's the real victim here. The lie continues to herself and to the rest of us. But I've been going through this, Tara, since last year. Not since the media broke it, but since months and months before that. So this has been a really private ordeal for me to know where I stand. Sure, I mean, but shouldn't it have been a public one? I mean, you were happy for the, the, the lies to be public. What about the truth? It was going to be public. I just wonder, Belle, if, and I don't know, if you're at a stage where you'll ever admit it, but whether you just didn't know what you were getting yourself into. You probably thought you weren't doing any harm, but that you thought you could get away with it. There was nothing to get away with, Tara. Oh, of course there was. There was adulation. There's sympathy. There's a community who loves you. There's huge there's communi- amounts there's to get away with. There's a community that I love. I'm just wondering if you just... You kind of were playing in a grown-up's world without realising it, that it was all going to end badly. It didn't need to. Once I started to figure out where I stood and what reality actually was, and I had received um, the definitive, no, you do not have cancer, 
then that was something that I had to come with, come to terms with. That takes a lot. And it was really traumatising. I was feeling a huge amount of grief. And... Grief for not having cancer? No, that I had been lied to and um, that I felt like I had been taken for a ride. It took me a lot to unpack that. And once I was strong enough, I was ready to come out and speak with my community about it. And I had a definitive date. And that date was only 10 days before the media broke it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Mallory, you have to watch the whole thing. God. It's like 30 minutes long. First of all, I would just like to say that interviewer, I, I fucking, fucking love her. Love her. Yes. She is not taking any of her no. bullshit. And she did that the entire time. But she was just like, wait a minute. She's like, okay, Belle. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Answer so wait, what the question. fuck was that about? So she claimed she was three years older than she actually was. But and why? I don't know anything about... Where did that like, even come from? I don't know why she did that. And she changed her name four times? No. I don't know. Is that just another one of her I, I never dug lies? deep into that. Like, that's something that she just says. Like, her mom changed her name, like, that many times. <sighs> she has two birth certificates. What? She just lied about her age. I don't know. Yeah. It's, she's younger than she was saying she was. And I don't know if that's because she wanted to start a business earlier. Maybe. Or, yeah. She wanted to move and get an apartment sooner. On I was her own. totally confused I by know. that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I oh would like to God. know more about that because I did not get that deep on that. But I really loved that she tried to play it off as she was lied to about her diagnosis. Well, in the beginning of the interview, if you watch the entire thing, she talks about how she had this doctor come to her house and he put her in this like chair that had these like sensors on it and they like read something and they're like you have cancer and <laughs> uh, uh no it was so ridiculous, you need at least dude. a ct or an mri like what the fuck this was like a unconventional therapy and then she was trying to say like i didn't tell people it was like that i told people i i was diagnosed in a doctor's office because they wouldn't understand she's like dude you lied just fucking say you lied yes people would respect you more if you just said I lied. Also, she keeps talking about doctors coming to her house. Is that a thing in Australia? I don't think so. Or is she just... That's just more convenient for her story. I don't know, dude. <laughs> this is... You can't make sense out any yeah. of this. I, be, I wonder if some naturopath did come to her house and be like, hey, I've got this crazy chair... You have cancer, and maybe she... I don't know. I mean... You never know, man. Yeah. But I would say probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's probably what she wants us to believe. Yeah. That she was conned. Yes. I don't know. I think she just is an attention whore. So needless to say, that interview didn't go very well. It didn't have a really good response (laughs) No, it did not. (laughs) So she ended up kind of like coming off the radar... Which is a good choice. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And she ended up being charged and asked to come to court for, you know, a hearing. Oh, wow. And she just refused to do it. She just did not go. So she was fined 
$410,000. Oh my God, you don't go to jail for a failure to appear in Australia? Apparently, apparently not. Damn, you do here. <laughs> she was fined $410,000 in September of 2017 for the false claim she had made about her charitable donations. Wow. Bell claimed she could not pay the fine, saying she was in debt and only had $5,000 to her name. But in 2019, the fine was still not paid, and authorities started looking into charging her with contempt of court. The courts did an investigation, and it was found that within 2017 and 2019, Bell had spent over $91,000 in travel, makeup, clothes, accessories, all of that good stuff. And when the court questioned Bell, asking where the money was coming from, she claimed she didn't know. Uh, okay. In January of 2020. <laughs> you don't just get random money. <laughs> they're like, so you don't know how this money got into your account. Does it just arrive in a bag on your doorstep? <laughs> she was like, I can't speculate on that. <laughs> it's like, bitch. <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, my God. In January of 2020. The sheriff's office of Victoria raided her home to recoup the funds that she had owed. Mm. And they had to do it again in 2021. So what does that mean? Do they, like, take shit? Yeah, they just take furniture, like, TVs, anything they can to recoup the money to sell to, like... Like the beginning of Schitt's Creek. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So the day after the first raid a video started to circulate of Belle from October 2019, in which she was wearing a headscarf and attempting to speak in a different accent. Oh, my God. And using some words from the Oromo language. What's the Oromo language? It's from Ethiopia. Oh. So she referred to herself as Sambantu and was discussing the political situation in Ethiopia with an interviewer while referring to Ethiopia as back home. I'm going to play you this little video. My God. This is so fucking weird. Okay. All right. Hello. Did I get something to you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Today we met in Melbourne, Australia. Our diaspora community, Oromo community of Australia met to discuss the current uh, situation of Ethiopia, specifically Oromia, but uh, focusing on uh, Jawa Muhammad and uh, Abiy Ahmed and the current political situation. Our community, specifically the JASA of Melbourne, discussed the current situation uh, back home. We covered the history of Abi's uh, position in Ethiopia and his approach and response in the last 24 hours. And we came forward with a solution after that discussion, uh, which concluded in community events to raise money for Oromia, for the Kiro, for our communities, and specifically for the security of Jawa Muhammad uh, and our Oromo leaders at this time. We also discussed looking forward to the future 
and doing a FORSHA, a community grouping, to raise large amounts of money for the ongoing support of Oromia and Jawa Muhammad. Uh, and we also touched on the requirement, the power that we have in the diaspora around the world to call on our local governments to provide support and assistance and make statement against the oppression of Oromo people and the people of Oromia. I just, I just got a question for you. Um, were you been following the situation that was going on with Jawhar in Addis Ababa? Uh, I've been following closely the the situation that's been happening in the last week. Um, I think it came as a huge surprise to all of us that uh, this call was made against Jawhar Muhammad. I can see now that this is a clear attack, not just on Jawhar, but on the people of Oromia. Uh, and its government. I can see that the oppression of Oromo people is continuing, even under this new ministership. Okay, what the fuck? How did she get into this? What is this? How does she even know about this? What is, does she have any ties to Ethiopia? Does she just randomly pick Ethiopia as like a... I did see that one of her trips she took when she owed all this money to the government was to, I think, somewhere in Africa, but, yeah. What I don't know. What the hell? Is Ethiopia a Muslim country? I can't remember. I don't know. It would. I've been doing a lot of fucking I think it is. research about African countries lately. Did you know that when you go to, like, a Wikipedia page for a country or city, mm -hmm. if you scroll all the way to the bottom... Wikipedia has a travel guide for each place. Oh. And you can read about, like, transportation, local customs, like, what's fucking dangerous there, oh <laughs> things God. like that. It's really cool. That is super cool. Yeah. I do have a coworker slash friend who lived in Ethiopia for, like, years with her oh, family. Oh, really? With her three kids. Oh, wow. And she, I think she was there for, like, to help women... Okay. Um, and I think they also had like a, a farm, a sheep farm. Oh wow. But they were they were trying to help people there. But she lived there for a while and she could speak the language and everything. Damn. And now she works with us and she, it's super cool. So I'm going to actually tell her about this girl because anyway, I'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. Later. But that um, would be very interesting to see her view. Yes. Oh my god. Like, can you imagine living somewhere like Ethiopia for years and years with young kids? No. They had to have, like, a like a guard at their house and everything. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. One of my coworkers, her parents were in Ethiopia when they had her brother. This was, I think, in the 70s, though. And then they moved back to the U.S. by the time they had her. But it probably was a little different because they were, like, on a military base. He was there mm -hmm. with the military. But anyway... I believe my friend was there for, like, religious purposes. But okay. I think Ethiopia might be predominantly Muslim because just based on what I'm about to tell you. I feel um, like that side like that side of Africa is mm -hmm. because of its proximity to the Middle East. Yeah. So, weird video, right? That was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> like, that was out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do you know what year this is at this point? So this came out, it ended up like 
being circulated after the first raid on her house. Like, but I think it actually was filmed in October of 2019. Uh, so oh, a year wow. prior, a okay. year prior okay. to the raid. So she professed to have been adopted by the Ethiopian community in Melbourne after volunteering for four years, calling the adoption a gift from Allah. Okay. This was quickly shut down by the president of the Australian Aromo Community Association, saying that she was not a registered volunteer and is not a community member. Oh my God. Can she not put forth any amount of effort to just be a, a part of something? Person. Yeah. Just be a good person. Why do you have to just do claim all this stuff your for yourself? Due diligence. Oh my God. Put in the fucking little work. Like, how do you think it's okay to claim membership of this community? That's pr- I, I assume is probably pretty tight knit because yeah. this can't be a huge community. And I and literally no one probably knows who you are. And like the whole time this guy's asking her questions. I'm like, does she know what he's asking? That's her? exactly what is I thought. She just yes, trying to make things. I don't because know. he asked her, do you? What are your thoughts about whatever? Blah blah. Yeah. And it happened. She was like, uh, <laughs> I. We were shocked. We were shocked about what happened this week. I was like, is that really relevant? Because I don't know the situation, but I would love to know. I I assume they wouldn't have put it up on their YouTube channel if it wasn't relevant. Yeah. And maybe she had very, like, high-level knowledge and, like, knew enough to skirt by. Yeah. So, to this day... Belle Gibson has not been charged with any of her crimes. No. And it is unknown if she has made any effort to pay her fine. There was a comment on one of the articles about Belle that struck me the hardest. Like, this is an example of why you don't do what she did. It was in response to the Women's Weekly article that was posted about Belle. Mm -hmm. And it was by a man named Anthony. And he wrote, quote, My beautiful wife died a couple years ago from colon cancer. Initially, the specialist advised she should survive the cancer if she immediately underwent a series of chemotherapy and radiotherapy treatments. Instead of listening to her doctors, she allowed herself to be conned by a series of alternative practitioners for years. These people had convinced her that cancer was a myth created by the pharmaceutical companies to sell cancer drugs. Oh, my God. And that all she had to do to get better was to read their books and buy their potions. My beautiful wife died from a highly survivable cancer at age 49. Our four-year-old son is now unable to grow up with his mommy. If found guilty, I hope she is stripped of any profit she has made on the back of the suffering of others. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like about to cry. This is horrible. Which is like the main thing. Like, how many people have you influenced to go off chemo to just try and do it on their own? Uh, uh, how many people uh, have you even like conned to think cancer isn't real? Maybe it's just a myth to get people to like spend money on cancer drugs and treatments. And just the fact that like, she could have convinced somebody by her own quote unquote story. That you don't need these medical treatments to get rid of your cancer and you can survive without it probably killed multiple people. Yeah. I would not be surprised if she had that big of a following. Yeah, I know. And I'm surprised that 
And in that inter that sixty minutes interview, she will take no responsibility for it. Nope. None. What a I I don't know if I've hated someone more than I hate her. I really hate her. I know, I know. <laughs> Guys, just watch that sixty minutes interview because it's just wild. But that's all I have for this. But oh I God. wanted to just talk about the podcast I binged recently. Yeah, yeah. And it's what made me think about her and made me want to talk about her. So the podcast is called Scamanda. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. It's about a woman named Amanda Riley. She was a former teacher and principal from Northern California, and she was faking cancer. Oh, my God. She was a part of a huge mega church, was faking cancer, getting all these people to raise money for her to afford cancer treatments. Meanwhile, she was fine. Oh, she had my kids. God. Like I'm not going to get into all the details cuz you sh- you should really listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, and yeah. I, I need something to listen to. But she was found out by a investigative journalist named Nancy Moscatello. She discovered her blog and really started digging deep and, like, noticing the inconsistencies. And she alerted the authorities to her. And it it was a a seven-year process to get her found out. And this woman stole over $100,000 from people, not counting donations that were not, like, I don't know how you say it, but, like, only $100,000 of the money she stole were, like, on record. There's, like, so many other types of fundraisers oh, they did. Yeah. And the emotional damage she did to so many people. Oh, my God. So this podcast <sighs> is hosted by journalist Charlie Webster of Lionsgate Sound and also Nancy Moscatello, who was the investigative producer. And it is so crazy. Oh, and my God. I want to listen to it. It's worse than her. Really? Worse. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so oh bad. God. And she has kids and a husband, and, like, she's done so many terrible, terrible things. So I would recommend everyone go listen to that podcast, Scamanda. It's the S-C-A-M-A-N-D-A? Yes. Okay. It's a deep dive podcast. Each episode is, like, diving deeper and deeper into the story. I think it's, like, a total of eight episodes. It came out weekly. Okay. But my friend who I was talking about who lived in Ethiopia, Mm -hmm. I got her to listen to this. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe people like this exist. And I was just like, girl, there are so many more stories like this. And ever since digging into Belle, I never knew about her Ethiopia thing. I'm going to have to get her (laughs) on this. Yeah. But, yeah. I also just wanted to give a short anecdote from when I was in fifth grade. About okay. <laughs> how I was almost a Belle Gibson of sorts. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. I cannot wait. I, this is my favorite story ever. Oh, my God. I this love this. This is one of my only <laughs> stories, my only claim to fame. <laughs> like, this is the story I tell if I really want to impress someone. Yeah. So when I was in fifth grade, we had pen pals in New York. And it was around springtime, and we were writing letters to our pen pal right before we were going to go on spring break. And I wrote my pen pal a letter that said, (laughs) this is Penelope, your new pen pal. (laughs) Ashley died over spring break of pneumonia. (laughs) 
I'm sorry to tell you this, <laughs> but I'm excited to be your new pen pal or something to that extent. Do you remember? Was it pneumonia you blamed us? Yeah. Oh my god. So, in my mind, this was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> In my fifth grade mind, this was hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. So, why the teachers didn't read the letters before they sent right. them, I have no idea. Dude, right. But they sent them. Oh and after we got back from spring break, <laughs> we received letters back from our pen pals, but not just letters. We received a <laughs> condolence card. And they sent some flowers. <laughs> As well. <laughs> and they were for me. <laughs> and I was sent to the guidance counselor. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and um, my mom had to come in. And they asked me <laughs> questions like, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? Do you want to oh kill yourself? I'm fifth, in fifth grade. Like, what are you like, talking this about? funny joke. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't... I didn't. I could not even fathom what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Hurting myself, killing myself. Yeah, that was not something that was on my radar, at all. They put that on my radar. <laughs> I was like, uh, April first, guys. Yeah, this April is funny. Fools. Idiots. And they're like, whoa, zinger. No, <laughs> they're like, ma'am, you need to get this child a uh, a therapist immediately. Oh my god. So, I just want to know what those students are doing now and if they remember me. <laughs> I bet they do. Oh, I bet they do. Like, they had, well, I don't know. Did they ever send a follow-up? Like, she's I, not actually dead? Did you write I, another letter no, to your pen pal as Ashley? No, I think they stopped the pen pals after that. Oh, I never, we never wrote pen pal letters again. <laughs> I never recall them ever doing pen pal letters again. You ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I want to know what happened. I know, me too. Anyway. <laughs> I really want to know. Oh my god. I wonder that teacher must have just been like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she loved it. Dude, so, I would have loved it. I'm gonna just run off my sources right now. I have a whole bunch. Go for it. Um, so I pulled my information from several different articles. Sydney Morning Herald was one, Nine News. There was a website called onlineinvestigations.com that went into Bell Gibson's online history, which was interesting. There's a Bell Gibson documentary on YouTube called The Wellness Guru Who Conned Apple and Faked Her Entire Life. Her Wikipedia page, and there was another article on nowtolove.com, as well as a podcast called Female Criminals Podcast, which I referenced last large episode I did. They are, I love that podcast. I, I just I love even, how they yeah, lay everything out. I need to check that out. It's a Spotify original, but they focus on female criminals and they do it in such a way that's like so easy to follow. I love it. So definitely listen to that podcast. Listen to Skamilba. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got, babies. Dude, that was. Awesome. I loved it. I'm glad you had some more time to flesh it out because that was great. That yeah, was great. I filled in some little gaps and just added more details. And there you go. Full I'm episode, so baby. Fascin- like, I want to know what the fuck she's up to now. Yeah. Is she in Ethiopia? Is she like, what the fuck is she doing? 
Hmm. I need to know. She's just living paycheck to paycheck. Aren't we all? I don't know. I have no idea. But she was banned from the Ethiopia oh. group or whatever. Maybe she'll be like that one girl I talked about last time where she just becomes a part of a fucking terrorist group. and Oh my god, I would <laughs> not put it past her. <laughs> it gave me those vibes. It did to me too. White girl in a hijab. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please good. leave us a review. So do it. Five on stars. Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. If you have any constructive feedback, email us, please. We did get some constructive feedback on our Scott Peterson episode recently. So thank you for having a conversation with me about that. Maybe eventually I will do a little bit more on Scott Peterson. I, I he, The person that emailed did say that they were reopening something, so I need to look into that a bit more. Oh, but I do appreciate the email. Follow us on Instagram. You can join our Facebook group at Rabbit Hole Happy Hour. I think, it, yeah, it's just called yeah. Rabbit Hole Happy Hour there. And you can just join and we will add you. Mm-hmm. And anything else? No. Wow. This has been great. Oh. All right. Well, we... Next, we might just have a mini yeah. for you next time. Yeah. If Valerie's I get birthday. really ambitious, I will do an episode, but I, I'm not going to even She's promise not. that. There's no way. <laughs> so, yeah, we're trying to avoid recording on my birthday, which would be our normal day to record. So we're going to do it a little bit early. So we'll just bring you a mini, and then I'll do my story the next yeah. week after that. So. Yeah, so if you guys have any ideas for what we should talk about on a mini episode, let us know. Just anything short and sweet that you mm-hmm. want to hear about, we can do that yeah, pretty easily. And then sure. we'll skip over, we'll post an episode next week. So skip, we'll do two episodes, Mallory's. two weeks in a row, skip a week, and then do another week. Then we'll be right back at you. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> yeah. So happy. Happy 4th of July, everybody in America. Happy Canada Day. What? Is it Canada Day? Canada Day was the first. Okay, okay. Um, Happy, happy, joy, joy. Good night. Rin and Stimpy. Peace out. Oh, yeah, bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.